You are listening to the Optimal Performance Podcast, sponsored by Natural Stacks. If you're into biohacking, performance, or getting more out of life, this is the show for you. For more on building optimal performance, check out OptimalPerformance.com. You were looking for a way to change your life. You got it. I kind of think in some ways, selfishly, that it should remain a secret because it is such an advantage that I kind of want to keep to myself. Natural Stacks. Natural, Natural Stacks. Stacks. Shout out to the guys over at Natural Stacks. Start optimizing your mental and physical performance. Optimize yourself. All right. Happy Thursday, all you optimal performers. I'm your host, Ryan Muncy. Welcome to another episode of the Optimal Performance Podcast. Today, we have a really special guest for you, uh, Mr. Eddie Williams. Eddie, thanks for hanging out with us. Hey, man. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Absolutely. So for you guys listening, Eddie is a former NFL player. He runs X Nihilo. I have to think about that because it looks like Andy Nilo. (laughs) So X Nihilo (laughs) is his website, which is Latin, and it means from nothing. Uh, So this is going to be a really cool episode. Eddie's a motivational speaker. He's got some great talents and skills very inspirational, um, and his message and mission are, are really cool. We're happy to be able to share it with you guys here on the show. So, Eddie, thanks a lot for hanging out with us. Before we dive in, uh, got to do a couple of housekeeping things. Of course. So, so, as always, for our listeners, go to OptimalPerformance.com so you can see the video version of this as well as get the show notes, any links and resources that Eddie and I talk about. I'm pretty sure we'll have a lot of those from, from today's episode. Eddie's loaded with great information and head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Let us know you like the show, and we will read them on the air, like this one from Healthy Heart. Extremely useful information. Can't wait to learn more. So, Eddie, I see you drinking some coffee over there. Is that uh, you got some butter and some MCT oil in it? <laughs> man, you guessed it right. <laughs> Every morning, man, bulletproof coffee. Okay, I do that. Okay, so a little bit of Siltep sometimes. So. Now, that's, I, we love hearing that you uh, like the Siltep and that you're using that. So tell us a little bit about how you got started on Siltep. That's actually a pretty cool story. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I do acupuncture a few times a week and um, on, a, on a pretty good plan there at my acupuncturist. And you know they do a lot of the Chinese herbs and, and, and lots of different naturopathic uh, supplements and stuff like that. And I was mentioning to him, you know, some some brain issues, wanting to make sure I'm focused, you know, playing in the NFL, who knows if it's concussions or what the heck it is, but, <laughs> um, you know, he said, you know, have you tried Siltep and uh, dopamine? And uh, I'm, you know, he's like, no, never tried either one of them. So he's like, give him a shot a couple days. So I pop, I, I tried them and I did a little research and uh, looks like drinking it with coffee or taking them with coffee works pretty well. So I did that for a few days, man. And you know, we're talking not dropping words and just optimum performance and, you know, before speaking, um, stuff like that. Oh, man, it's awesome. So, so how, that's kind of how I got it. Yeah. How does it help you speaking? Uh, I'm sure that that's, that's, that's mm-hmm. not um, maybe a testimonial that we've heard from folks yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do lots of speaking. So, I, you know, public speaker, obviously, um, but I also you know, do some sermons for my church. I do lots of different stuff, uh, you know, in the public speaking realm. But... Uh, it's actually my wife that noticed. So, you know, one of my messages, I had a tendency to kind of, you know, da, 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 you know here and there, mm-hmm. kind of like any speaker. My wife noticed that I didn't drop any words. I didn't stutter. And she's like, well, why didn't you stutter? You know, I'm like, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> and I thought back to it. I'm like, man, I think it, I might have something to do with this Siltep because 
I'm not thinking hard on what words to use and, and all that stuff. So I really think it's that. And so the clarity of mind, I'm not reaching for words. Things aren't sitting on the tip of my tongue. Um, so I, I really think that's what it was. And I honestly, I, every now, every time I speak now, um, I'm on Siltep for sure. I, I think it's, there's a huge performance angle for it. So, yeah, that's beautiful. And you mentioned acupuncture. We're going to shelf that and come back to it when we start talking about recovery in a few minutes. Um, but before we really dive in uh, on that stuff, let's talk a little bit about Ex Nihilo and your mission. Yeah, sure. Um, so Ex Nihilo Health is a website I created. Uh, you know, it's real something that's passionate to me. There's all sorts of webs, health websites out there. You know, you can go to a million of them. Uh, I, I, what really I feel like sets mine apart is Ex Nihilo means from nothing. And really, I believe that you know, we're really trying to get back to the way things were when things were created, right? And so, you know, with everything with GMOs and glyphosate and processed foods and all these, all these sort of you know man-made creations, I'm thinking, well, what about how things were originally created and getting back to eating food the way we were meant to eat it? And so, I believe uh, the the premise X Nihilo is if you could actually eat the way. We were originally created to eat. If you were actually to move the way you were originally created to move, and think the way you were originally created to think, um, that that's optimal for human performance. And so, I believe living off the earth, eating things off the earth, uh, doing those things are actually is actually the most profitable way for you as a person to live. And so, that's the premise of the site. We love that. That's very much in line with, with what we're doing here. So uh, you mentioned glyphosate. Some of our mm -hmm. listeners may not be familiar with that. Explain that one sure. for us. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know if you guys have heard of Roundup Ready crops. Some of the things that are happening, glyphosate essentially is the active ingredient Roundup. That's what we're spraying on a majority of our crops these days. I'm not an expert in it, so I can't claim to know too much. But what I do know is that it's definitely trickling into water supplies. It's very dangerous for the gut biome. Uh, it's affecting our guts, it's affecting our health, and so it's a very dangerous thing. And so, you know, when we're eating, you know, we have to be careful where we're getting our produce, where we're getting our food, because a lot of this stuff's contaminated with something that could really be affecting our health, and that actually is presumed to be healthy for us by the government and, and through a lot of the organizations that are, are governing those things, actually turns out to be healthy. Yeah, I'm, I'm chuckling as you say that because I have images in my mind of the, the folks who spray it. You know, as the government says, yeah, this is fine. You can eat that. The folks who are applying it to the crops are wearing uh, hazmat suits that look like they're in some, you know, outbreak movie. <laughs> so they, they don't <laughs> exactly. want they don't want to breathe that stuff in or be touched by it, but it's okay for us to eat it. Uh, you know, something something's not connecting there. So, um, you know, Eddie, the average person never lived the life that you got to live as a college athlete uh, or as an NFL athlete. Um, sure. I've, I've been lucky enough to experience it. You know, my roommate was a, a Division One athlete at Clemson, so I'm, I'm aware of the lifestyle that you get to live there in terms of um, the supplements, the training regimen, the recovery. I think that's one of the biggest things is having access to the recovery tools, whether it's ice baths or heat pools, saunas. Um, talk about some of the, the things that you've picked up through your career as an athlete that uh, maybe the average person doesn't implement or, or doesn't think to implement in order to be able to perform at their best. Absolutely. Um, you know, there's all sorts of techniques. Everyone's got something different. I mean, first and foremost, ice baths, um, contrast. And so a lot of the NFL facilities they'll have 
you know, ice freezing cold, cold tubs right next to pretty, pretty hot, hot tubs. And so a lot of those, a lot of that is uh, contrast. And so we'll do three minutes on, three minutes on, three minutes on, three minutes on. And that, and that has a lot to do with, okay, are you getting ready to go play? Because if you are, then you want to obviously f- start and finish warm. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're cooling down, you want to start and finish cold. Um, and so that's a huge thing. Another un- really underrated thing is like a, just a random pool float. So a lot of facilities will have pools, um, legs just floating in the water for about 20 minutes post post contrast. It's incredible health benefits. You know, I really don't know the science behind that, but, but just from tried and true testing, I know that it absolutely works. You feel amazing off stuff like that. Um, another thing is massage for sure. Um, I think we're getting massages two or three times a week, getting some of those adhesions out on um, the shoulders and the neck, being able to improve flexibility for sure, improves uh, pain. Um, that's a huge one. And then obviously the acupuncture thing is what I touched on. Um, acupuncture, I had no idea acupuncture could work. It just seemed kind of, kind of, you know, hocus pocus to me. I'm like, what is that? Right. But giving it a try, I mean, I'm able to relax on the table, fall asleep, improve blood flow, all sorts of things like that. So is that something that you picked up uh, during your playing days or afterwards? It was actually something that I picked up. I did it one or two times at the tail end of my playing days. And then after, um, I would say, I don't know, a few months where I'm starting to kind of feel the, the, the residual effects of playing with, you know, back pain, neck pain, and, and not doing all the workouts that come along with it. Uh, there was something I needed to pick up. And so I jumped into an acupuncture clinic and it was something that just helped me recover way faster, um, helped me sleep better, which was really underrated. I wasn't expecting that. Um, and so, yeah, it was awesome. All right. So Eddie, you're talking about acupuncture three times a week. I mean, is that pretty standard or is that just something that, that, you know, like the average person, three times a week, once a week, what's, uh, you know, uh, I think it's different for everyone from what I understand. Um, for me, I think it's hugely valuable to do it three times a week. I think I can tailor that down to two times a week or, you know, if you get in once, that's fine. Um, but I honestly, I think two times a week for me is minimum. Uh, that helps me, you know, I tried, I've experimented. I jumped off of it for a couple months to see what would happen. And, um, wasn't sleeping as good, you know, wasn't getting the, some of the, the neck issues worked on. Uh, I, I, for me, I think, I think it's extremely helpful. So I, I don't know if the regular, I think the regular person could experiment. I think it's N equals one. If it's one time for you, if it's two times for you, great. But for me, I think it's two or three times. Okay, cool. Yeah. Now, and you know, playing in the NFL, I've got lots of residual injuries. So I, I don't, most folks aren't going to have some of the issues that I've had. I've had four surgeries, back surgeries, one of them. I, no, a lot of folks aren't going to have that issue. Yeah, that's that was going to be my question. I mean, what what kind of injuries are you dealing with <laughs> post career? Yeah, so you know, I, I started out with an ACL, was pretty standard, I guess, for a lot of NFL players these days, which is kind of frightening. But yeah. uh, an ACL, two meniscus in that same knee, one repaired, one scoped. I had an MCL and a PCL in the other knee, um, which MCL needed surgery, PCL didn't. Um, then I had a fractured fibula, a spiral fracture up my fibula. Um, yeah, against Dallas uh, back in '09, um, so that wasn't fun. And then to, just to finish the career off, aside from all the smaller injuries I had, uh, back surgery. So I had a herniated disc L4, L5, and L5, S1. Um, and that I had some nerve impingement, so I had some numbness, tingling down the down the leg. And so that's been a, an absolute journey coming back from something like that for sure. Wow. So let's talk about how that affects you in the weight room. Uh, you know, yeah. how have you had to tailor or, or manipulate your training around that? 
Yeah, sure. So I used to be, you know, I still feel like I am, you know, kind of that weight room warrior type. I mean, I was back squat six, 600 plus pounds, benching 400 plus pounds. Uh, I love the gym. And so the back injury definitely hurt. But, you know, um, with the rehab, I got it. Yeah, I really did feel pretty good. Obviously, there's still some residuals there. I tried and I make a rule and don't go heavier. I don't load my spine with any more than you know, 300 pounds. I don't like to load my spine anymore. Um, and so, you know, honestly, the biggest thing is loading my spine. I can still do power cleans pretty, pretty good. I still do all of the things that most folks do. I can do a jump in a CrossFit workout and be fine. Um, I just don't want to load the spine anymore because uh, I think I had kind of a trainer that was doing some pretty experimental stuff with me towards the end of my career they're playing. And I thought, I thought, I think a lot of that kind of caused some of the, some of the injuries that I had, maybe not caused, but maybe, you know, helped facilitate some of them. Right. And so, um, definitely try not to load the spot. That's probably the only thing. Okay. All right. Yeah. Now being in the NFL, I mean, that's the, the travel is gotta be something that's, that takes a huge toll on you. And, and I was just checking out your, your ex Nihilo website. You have a really cool post on, uh, some hacks to help with travel. And I think business people are traveling a lot. A lot of our listeners yeah. travel. That may be one of the areas that we can relate to you the most. I mean, not all of us are squatting 600 pounds. Uh, so, so give us, well, not either, so. <laughs> true, true. So <laughs> give us, give us some of your, your tips on, um, you know, improving travel health, not getting yeah. jet lag or, or picking up a cold in an airplane, things like that. Yeah. So I, when I used to travel even outside of work, so quick story, my, my wife was having my kid, my first daughter, uh, well, my only daughter, my first kid, um, back in 2012. And that was during football season. I was injured, but I started to travel for the team. And I also was going back and forth for doctor's appointments. So, you know, we, we, at the time we lived in Seattle and I was playing for Cleveland. So I was going back and forth. And if you've ever lived in Cleveland, you know, you can't get a direct flight anywhere. So, so I, I'm literally going to Baltimore or Philadelphia and then to Seattle and then, you know, maybe a day later going back to Baltimore or Philadelphia, then to Cleveland. And so my travel schedule was brutal. And every, I mean, literally every time I got on a plane, I got sick and I'm wondering, man, I, and not only do I feel sick, I've got headaches and jet lag and all, and all sorts of things. I'm taking red eyes and this and that. So, um, you know, definitely have a lot of experience with that. You know, the first thing I would say is wash your hands. I mean, this is a silly thing, um, but, you know, I bring my own soap with me. I got a natural soap that I use in the, in, in the airport. I don't like to use that dry, like whatever that chemical is that you rub all over your hands. Definitely avoid that if you can. Um, but I wash your hands first and foremost. I, mean, I think everyone's mostly got that because sometimes there's someone with stomach flu that's sitting in the seat that you were just in, that you're in, and now you, you've got it, right? right. Um, next thing is really coconut charcoal is huge. So if you can get some activated charcoal, I don't know why... I wasn't on this stuff, I don't know, five years, six, seven years ago. This is, a, I mean, coconut charcoal is an absolute miracle. Yeah. Um, in fact, my wife's got stomach bug. I think she has food poison this morning, and she's on apple cider vinegar and coconut charcoal. And yeah. it's, like, actually working. So awesome. why, why doctors put you on these, you know, crazy chemicals when something like this can help is a miracle. So what I do for that usually is I pop a couple before, I'm on, uh, before I get on the plane. I pop one or two on the plane. Um, I pop one when I land. And then I do the same thing the next day if I'm traveling. So I, I'm constantly, because that stuff helps bind to the toxins and pull them directly out of you. So those are extremely helpful. Um, another thing, vitamin C, 
you can take vitamin C. I mean, it's like grandma used to say, take your, you know, eat oranges. Don't, don't drink orange juice for your vitamin C, but definitely vitamin C is a miracle. You can be taking that. Your body's tolerance for it seems to go up when you travel. So that should tell us something. Definitely vitamin C. And then one of the other, uh, the other weird things is actually putting your feet on grass after travel. This is huge. So for instance, a couple of weeks ago, back and forth to New York on a trip and feeling a little bit of effects of jet lag, couple couple connections, um, two straight days, and I was on the ground in New York for eight hours and I was back on a plane. I uh, Discharging that static electricity for sure, getting your feet on the ground, something that with that connecting with nature, um, for 20 to 30 minutes, my headache was gone, I felt amazing. That's another hack. And then certainly the last one, getting your, getting your minerals. Um, magnesium's huge. You guys have an awesome magnesium product, um, Natural Stacks. So MagTech is fantastic. I think it's, I honestly think it might be the best one. Uh, if you're looking for magnesium, I really do. I, you know, I'm on your show. But we're, we're completely unaffiliated. Yeah, I'm just, I was, I was going to say we, you know, we appreciate the plug. Uh, no, but I agree. I think it's a great product. Um, Roy is uh, one of our co-founders. He's more in the product development side, and and he's just he's an amazing guy. He really cares about what goes into the products and he, he puts a lot of thought into it. Um, so it is, it's a great product. Um, but I want to go back to, you, you're talking about earthing is that is, you know, taking, yeah. taking your feet or actually making sure that you take your shoes off and then you get that straight connection from your skin, from a bare foot to the grass or to the earth. And I think that's, that's something that a lot of people would be, you know, leery about trying that if they haven't, they're like, Oh wait, I got to take my shoes off and be barefoot in public or, or wherever you right. might be. But um, that is a very powerful thing. Um, Absolutely. So no, I, I have a very similar experience. You know, I grew up in the backyard and feed, feed on the ground all the time. And all of a sudden you're in a metal tube with recycled air all the time. And, and you're wondering why you feel sick. I mean, that kind of goes back to, you know, the point of X and Hilo is the way we were created to, to move and act. And so um, we weren't created to wear. I mean, it's amazing that we have shoes now and they, you know, they're certainly helpful in certain situations. Yeah. But just because they're normal doesn't mean that's that's the way we should be using them all the time, right? Yeah, and so yeah. we were created to be connected with the earth and our feet on the ground and moving and jumping over trees and logs and in the dirt. And so, and there's extremely value. There's extreme value there for that, right? Yeah. So let's go talk more about the diet side of this too, because I know you know yeah. you're, you're drinking bulletproof coffee. You you use some of their supplements. Um, not to necessarily talk about that diet in particular, but the whole, the way we were designed to eat is typically a lower carb approach. For the yeah. average person, that's great. I'm sure that when you were an active athlete, you had to eat a little bit more carbs than, yeah. you know, maybe that approach. So, so talk a little bit about, you know, what that, that natural approach is and then how you tailor it to meet the demands of a, a you know, an elite level athlete or somebody who's very active. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree with you on that. Um, I think the way we're created to eat was definitely a lot more higher fats, more animal meats, uh, grass-fed animal meats, um, definitely more saturated fat in that way, a lot more plants um, than, you know, kind of the processed food, Diet Coke, uh, whatever the heck people are, Red Bull type diet where you have bread in the morning and then bread for lunch and pasta for dinner and it's all 350 carbs. It's my recommended <laughs> daily deal and <laughs> right. So it's, it's brutal, but yeah, for the athletes, a lot different. 
because you actually do need um, those carbohydrates. You do need those glycogen stores for performance. And so if you're performing, it's a lot different. Um, if you're a normal athlete and you're slipped into ketosis all day and that's no, I mean, if you're just kind of working out once a day for an hour, um, there's ways to get around that. But as an, as I mean, we're on the field for three hours and we've also got a lifting session for two hours. And that's five to six days a week you're doing that, plus a game and travel. So things are a lot different, right? And so you do need more carbohydrates, and you are expending them pretty a lot more than the normal person is sitting at their desk for a few hours and you know going on a walk with their kids. It's a lot different, right? And so, for instance, you know, most guys, and I, I got to tell this story because this is brutal. We had this coach, and I won't say what team he's from. Just to protect names are been changed to protect the innocent. Right. So I'm not going to tell this guy to you know, out him. But we used to eat. He was huge on sugar. Mm-hmm. Huge. On, oh, you need your sugar. You need your sugar. You need your carbs. And so what we would do is he would he'd have our little sheets, our workout sheets, and he would have on them cocoa puffs, um, Lucky Charms. Like the sugary, the better. The more sugar, the better. The more carbs, the better. Go get you some blueberry pancakes with syrup. So literally, and he did this to us. In our in our training table area where we eat, we had you know labels for everything, and green would mean eat. And all, I mean we would see, and most teams have that. But on green, we would see Captain Crunch, uh, syrup, pancakes, pop tarts, like Snack Wells cookies. Yeah. Why Snack Wells, you ask? Because Snack Wells are low fat. fat. Yeah. Right. So more so, sugar. <laughs> so more sugar, right? So no, so no fat. I mean, it was like anti-fat. This guy was. So if you'd see steak, red dot on the steak, okay? Because it's ribeye and there's some fat on that, and we don't want that because that's bad for performance. And so around training camp, we would have carts spread out, and the carts would have snack wells, uh, sun chips, uh, pop like blueberry pop tarts, tons of them. And he'd be like, take all of it, take as much as you can. Uh, as much as we have Pedialyte, stacks of stacks of Pedialyte, Gatorades, everything. So it was just a total sugar buzz. And that training camp, I mean, those two training camps I was there, I mean, I must have gained. I came in, you know, 10% body fat, 243 pounds, 245 pounds. I'd leave like 14.5% body fat. And I'm just, I mean, I'm getting fat, but I'm exercising more. Man, I'm, I'm, in, the, I'm in the heat, right? So 100 degrees and humid, and I'm fatter than I was when I left, when I left. So that goes to show you how much that works. So conversely, your question, you need carbs, but you don't need junk processed sugar carbs. Right. Okay. But you need some, you know, some of the good stuff that, that, that was created. Um, like you're talking sweet potatoes, um, tons of, tons of sweet potatoes, tons of rice, um, lots of foods like that. And you know what, honestly, if you're eating with pop diet, high in saturated fat and high in good protein, your body helps self-regulate itself. And so some days you'll be really hungry. And so I'm like, man, I need two sweet potatoes after a three and a half hour practice in the heat. I need two or three sweet potatoes. I need um, some coconut water, lots of coconut water. Um, I need some, I need some rice, but what we don't do is lots of gluten, um, no breads. I avoid the breads. Lots of guys love their pastas. Mm-hmm. And that's old school thinking, you know, to say, let's pack on the pasta like Rocky or some crazy thing. Right. Like it's not 1981. We don't pack on Alfredo. You know, <laughs> right, it's just, right. it's brutal. Yeah. But guys are doing that. And I think it's interesting, you know, like when you say two or three sweet potatoes, I mean, I, I've had countless conversations in the gym or, or counseling people with nutrition. And I'm like, yeah, go ahead and eat a couple of sweet potatoes, eat two or three. And they're like, oh my gosh, you know, because with the low carb craze, like potatoes in general have taken a beating and you know, one, even if it's a white potato, it's natural right. and it's mm-hmm. way, way better than any of those things you mentioned on the training table. 
um, <laughs> from your yeah. from your football story. But the typical sweet potato is twenty or thirty grams of carbohydrates, you know, for a medium one. So you're talking three sweet potatoes at most, hundred grams of carbs. I mean, that's what's mm-hmm. like that's that's so far below the normal carb intake, right? You know, so it's just it just goes to show you how much of the bad stuff goes in the average you know standard american diet you know well the biggest culprit in the nfl is gatorade yeah so gatorade is they've got a they've, they've got a racket i mean that's the biggest fraud mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. it might be in sports history i mean this stuff i mean if you look on the back of a label or I mean, fitness I don't know history oh fitness history so yeah, yeah is it in you right yeah, yeah. is i fruit of corn syrup in you <laughs> yeah. yeah it is thanks right <laughs> Along, it's along like with uh, what was what was the dye that that little girl got banned? Uh, oh, we got to look into that. I'll put yeah. the, I'll I'll do the research and, and put that in the show notes. It was I think it was BVO, brominated vegetable oil, yeah, was in uh, that was in certain flavors, and mm-hmm. she got it. She she protested, got enough signatures, and they took it out of Gatorade. Well, I'm thankfully you got something out of Gatorade. Well, I mean, now you know, obviously people are catching on to high fructose corn syrup, and oh, we didn't, you know, so they're you know they get clever and they name it something else, and you know, there's sucralose and artificial flavors and that stuff. But you know, honestly, man, I don't. That stuff is so sugar rich too, and the way they make it in the NFL is they use the powder, and so they make it more sugary because they think, okay, you need more sugar, and what that stuff does, man, is it dries your mouth out during playing, and you just get sluggish and tired and you get stomach aches and guys just think oh it's normal but I mean if you ever I don't know if you've ever seen Tom Brady on the sidelines he very rarely have I ever seen him with a Gatorade cup more recently he has his own bottles like coconut coconut water on there he's drinking coconut water or he's drinking water because that stuff is horrible for performance spikes your insulin it gets you all crazy and drops you off the table after practice so. it's, it's fascinating to hear, or maybe even exciting for me to hear somebody who performed at the highest level say that, because you yeah. know, a lot of times when you have, when I have these conversations with you know the average American in the gym or, or you know wherever it might be, you know we're we're saying, look, if you are at training camp and you're exercising six or eight hours a day, then maybe we could make you the argument that you need <laughs> that many carbohydrates. But you know, clearly, we both disagree with that. But just for the sake of sure. that that argument. So then you've got the average person watching these commercials and they're like, oh, I want to be like Dwayne Wade or Michael Jordan and I want Gatorade in me, as you said. And, it, yeah. it, you know, you, you look at the average person who runs a 5K or, or a half marathon and they're fueling themselves with all these goos. And uh, there, there is a shoe store where I live. I won't say the name of it, but it drives me crazy for two reasons. One, all they do is they push these terrible shoes like we talked about being barefoot and, you know, your design. Right. You know, they, they push these shoes that are casts and they're ruining people's strides and their feet because you, you become, com- you're reliant on, on this crutch of a shoe, Yeah. right? And, and your gait is, is off because you've got to have this cushioned shoe and mm-hmm. you're jacking up your knees and your hips, you know, meanwhile, like this person can't do 30 single leg calf raises. So, so what business do they have running? You know, if you can't control your body standing still in a static environment, what do you, you know, dynamic running is a dynamic single leg, you know, lunge repeated over and over. So, so that's one. And then the, and then the only other thing they sell are like this assortment of goos and gels. And so you've got this, the average person who runs a 5k or, or a half marathon is they're pounding goos to go run, you know, 30 minutes. 
<laughs> they've got two goos and then they finish off with a little, you know, a 32 ounce Powerade and, oh, it was in me today, you know, I, I killed it. And, <laughs> right. Gosh, you're hurting yourself. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I would love to see that culture change and, and I'm, I'm glad that you're helping us do that. I, I honestly, I hope we can change. I think it's really detrimental to athletes and their performance. I mean, it's killing. I mean, like I wrote in a blog, you know, a few months back about how Gatorade might be killing you. I mean, I think towards current syrup's already terrible for you, right. let alone consuming it in that quantity, right? As right. an athlete, right? So we'll shift gears a little bit, um, and, and let's talk about what you do, what your mission is. Um, when you speak, how, how closely is your message related to um, the ex nihilo, you know, let's get back to the way we were designed yeah. and go? Because, um, I mean, I think one of your, one of your strongest talents is, is helping people find uh, yeah. their, their inner strength and, and overcoming you know, yeah. uh, obstacles. Right. Uh, I think, I think it's all related. So, you know, first you've got to be passionate about something. If you're going to start a site, you've got to understand that it's, it's got to be something you're passionate about. You can't start something up willy nilly and hope that, you know, this is going to work because just because you have a site up and you blog. And so for me, like I'm super passionate about it. Right. I, I, I believe that, you know, I'm a Christian. I believe that all that God created the earth and those things and people will disagree on it. But I think at the, at the end of the day, we all agree that, um, if you understand the lifestyle and the way we eat and the way we want to go back to the earth and the paleolithic diet and all those things, I think a lot of that's aligned. And so when we talk about purpose, to me, it's all about going, you know, you know, I believe that the mind, the body and the spirit are all connected, right? And there's a synchrony when there's a synchrony with those three things that we can really, really be successful. And I think it, in, uh, in the America in particular, Western, in the Western world, we have a tendency to uh, dualize, right? Dualism, where we, we've essentially bifurcated uh, the mind or the spirit or the mind and the body, and we've fed the body separate from the mind or the mind is separate from the spirit or whatever. And so that, I think that costs us, and because we look at our minds as separate. And so we have people, conversely, we have people that I go speak to who are incredibly smart, whether they're leading a business or whether they're leading a school or they're, you know, or they're a student themselves at a college or what have you, that are incredibly smart, incredibly gifted, yet they see all these things in their performance where they just can't seem to get it and they can't learn enough to fix them. They think if they just know enough knowledge that they'll be able to fix those things. Right. And so I have to bring in the idea of what are you doing to your body that may be actually causing some of your mental breakdowns. And so there's things that, you know, maybe you're not exercising. That's obviously the number one thing. But what about your diet? I mean, that's the biggest thing that people overlook and they go, well, I'm not eating that many calories. Well, <laughs> Well, yeah, if you drink two Diet Cokes and a, you know, a couple Snickers bars, you've had 1,200 calories and there's your allotment right. you know, for the day. And that's ridiculous. And so like, what are the types of foods you need to put in your body to help you perform, right? And, so, and then conversely on the other side, mentally, are you actually putting in the effort uh, knowledge-wise to understand what you're doing physically? And so you've got people in the gym doing ridiculous workouts or they're, you know, they, they believe, oh, well, you know, the food pyramid's accurate and this is what my mom taught me to eat. So I'll eat corn and bread and do all these things that you know, GMOs are safe because science has told us they are. And they blindly believe things and they don't do their research. And so now their physicality is harmed because their mental side is not up to par. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so I'm, when I go to these things, I'm essentially preaching that. I'm preaching, are, is your mind, your body, and your spirit on the same page because if they're not you're never going to achieve optimal performance we can't just go body's here but my mind is here and those things are separate and therefore i can prove each of them separately it doesn't work like that 
the most effective we can be, the, the best people that are the most, uh, that they perform the best in a sport, in, in a business, are always the people that have everything on the same page. I think that's a really, really interesting observation. If you if you look at the business world, and and you know, I, I know you're now getting into business, and I've seen some of your Instagram pictures where you're you're reading and following a lot of the same people that I do. And and in the business world, the people at the top always talk about how important it is to work in the physical activity. Um, no matter how smart they are, how dedicated they get to their business, even if it's just twenty or thirty minutes a day. Um, you know, that's, that's important to them and it shows in their performance. And then you look on the other side of the spectrum and you look at who is having the most success in sports or in fitness related pursuits, physical pursuits. And you see guys who are pretty cerebral. Um, you know, there's no accident that, you know, you've got to have both working in harmony to, to have success in whatever endeavor. Um, yeah. So let's talk about you personally. I mean, what what life experiences or, or obstacles helped you or, or shaped yeah. you into who you are today, and and wanted you make you want to help people, you know, go through this or, yeah. or make that growth? Yeah. yeah, I definitely think that sometimes it takes somebody, you know, whether whatever your passion is, it takes someone that's been through something that that's given a story that's able to go out and you know, help folks. And for me, you know, coming out of the NFL, I had, you know, all sorts of issues. So I had anxiety issues. I had panic attacks. I had, um, you know, adrenal fatigue for sure. Um, you know, along with the injuries. And so I had all these things gaining weight. I'm trying to figure out, okay, what is the problem with all of this? And so, right. And my, so my spirituality side of me goes, okay, well, all what I need to do is I need to be more spiritual. I need to read my Bible. I need to pray more and that will help. But it didn't fully fix the issue. But my, you know, I love books. And so my thing is, okay, how can I learn enough to fix these issues, right? And so what are the, the mental things I need to do to, to essentially fix my, my situation? And on its own, it doesn't work. And then my physicality is, okay, I need to lift more. So I'm in the gym lifting, I'm conditioning, and my body's still breaking down. And so I'm literally at, at the point where I've got a high blood pressure. Uh, I'm 26 years old at that time ish, 25 years old, pretty young, high blood pressure, uh, heart rate is, so I'm, you know, I've got 88 beats per minute and I'm like, okay, so I, I run, I lift, I, I'm in shape. Why do, why would my blood pressure be so high? Why do I have anxiety attacks? I have all these issues. And so I realized that, man, I'm going about this all wrong. I'm trying to attack these three different spheres one at a time. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to give myself 90 days and I'm going to try to do all three and, and connect the three. And so it wasn't until I made that, that, that connection between that, that I started to see change. And so what I started introducing was something like the Bulletproof Diet, where now all of a sudden my mind, where the things I'm learning are coming into my diet, I'm starting to study food, I'm starting to study that, I'm starting to study the spirituality aspects of it, I'm starting to change my physical diet, doing things like acupuncture to kind of bring that full circle. 90 days later, my beats per minute's back to 60, back down to 60 to 58-ish. I'm down, my blood pressure's dropped down from like literally 139, 145, down, back down to 116-ish. I, I mean, I'm losing, these things are actually happening. And I'm not working out as much, I'm not stressing out as much, I've got no anxiety attacks. And so it wasn't until I decided, man, this is, people need to know this. And then as a Christian, you know, as of my history as a, as a pastor and as a leader in churches, businesses, whatever it is, 
I'm going, man, businesses could benefit hugely from this because leaders are always burning themselves out. They've always got adrenal fatigue. They're always overextending themselves. So I started introducing things like Chinese herbs and helping with the adrenal fatigue and things like, uh, you know, a bulletproof coffee, Siltep, dopamine, some of these mental performance things. Like leaders absolutely have to know about this. And if they can, if they can figure out these three things, man, can you imagine a guy like, I don't know, Tom Brady or a guy at the top, maybe like a, a CEO level type person, someone CEO of Oracle or Mark Benioff at Salesforce, or somebody big right. going, I'm going to live like this. Can you imagine them, the, the more they can get out of themselves, 40, 50, 60, 70% more out of themselves. That's, I mean, that's my passion. Yeah, that's mine too. So I'm just sitting here and I'm like, wow, this is awesome. <laughs> I, I, I just shut my brain off and stopped thinking about questions in the podcast and I'm listening and I'm like, I'm being entertained. And um, so, so I, I mean, I had a couple of follow-ups in there that you actually answered. I mean, when you said, okay. you know, you've got these three spheres and you want to connect them. So, you know, for our listeners, you know, if somebody's making that realization, yeah. uh, as you say that and they say, oh, okay. I know I'm disconnected. Yeah. How do I bring them together? What What would be an action step yeah. um, to to start getting that connection back yeah. and getting things in alignment? Practically, practically, you've got to be self aware. So the majority of people are on pilot mode. They're in their brains. So like you've seen the movie Click with Adam Sandler, yeah. where he's like rewinding his. I mean, most people are fast forwarding through their life. They're just they don't have that secondary conscious. And so I would say. Be self-aware and become aware that you're aware of yourself. Understand that. And so that way you're going to go, okay, well, I've been living my life like this and I didn't even realize the things I'm doing. It's like people are using like 15% of their brain and I'm just like, crack that shell and use the rest of it because you, you're, you're actually like step out of yourself and see what you're doing, right? Yeah. And so the first and foremost, can you be self-aware of what you're doing in your life? The next is if you're lacking in one of these areas, you need to pursue it. So, for instance, I'll tell you just a couple of case studies. I've got friends that are that are spiritual leaders. They're they're leaders in churches and what have you. They really believe. A lot of them believe that they can literally just read their Bible and think and read books, and that their lives will be better. Mm -hmm. But and they go, well, why am I depressed? Why am I anxious? And they go, literally, you've neglected thirty three percent of your body, your life. You so you need to work on your physical body, whether that's working out and diet. So those things are huge. And so literally you've got, so if, you, if you're listening to this and you've got, okay, man, listen, I, you know, I love my, I'm a CrossFitter or, and I love working out or I'm a marathon or I love running, but I feel like, man, I just feel like in a funk lately and you're not doing any studying about maybe, maybe your craft and if you're doing it correctly or you're not spiritually pursuing uh, your soul, whatever that may be for you. If you're not pursuing that, I would give that a shot because ultimately these three things don't just connect for no reason, they connect because ultimately you're connected to some sort of transcendent purpose. And we know that people with transcendent purpose, regardless of what it is, statistically perform better at a higher level. You must have a transcendent purpose. And so if you're lacking in an area, pursue that area and be self-aware. I want to see you speak, man. I, I want to see you on a stage delivering that. It's, <laughs> no, it, it, it reminds me of a great quote, uh, reasons before results. Uh, or, or if you've read the book, start with why. You know, the more connected yeah. you are to your purpose, the more able you are to overcome any obstacle and to persevere. Um, I love yeah. working with parents whose motivation is their children because it's very easy mm -hmm. to get your hooks into them and 
you can you can motivate them you can get them to to have the desire to overcome whatever it is i mean you know you, you yeah. just say you know look pretend your kid's life was in danger and you know they're going to do whatever it takes so i think that's yeah. it's a very tangible example of that transcendent purpose um, yeah and i mean I, there's a, i mean there's a few others so if you're if you're doing a crossfit or you're doing work you're doing head, you know, weightlifting whatever you're doing uh, and you're a runner and you're exercising or maybe you're someone who studies that can't be a means to an end it's not enough and so here's an example you could for instance be a crossfitter and crossfit for five years and maybe you perform poorly a couple straight days or maybe your body breaks down you get injured well, now the thing that you put all of your weight on is failing you. So now what? What happens? What's right. the natural? What's the natural thing? Depression. Uh, I'm get down on myself. Pessimism. Uh, now what? Right. So you you've got to have something, whatever it is, that's greater than you. It can't be just I want to look good in the gym. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It, that's just not enough. Yeah. Even eventually, you'll be 75 and you don't look good anymore. Now what? Yeah. What, who are you? What do you have? I, I think. It, exactly. it might it might have been start with why uh, or maybe it was compound effect. I read both of those at the same time, maybe back yeah. in 2012. But one of them talked about you know an exercise, write your own eulogy, and you know how do you want to be remembered? Start thinking yeah. today about your legacy because that's you, you truly are going to write your own eulogy. You're just not going to deliver it. You know how <laughs> how you live is you know how people will remember you and. Yeah, that, that, hit, that hit me like a ton of bricks, like you said, because I mean, I kind of came from, I got into bodybuilding and, and was into, you know, I, I did some fitness modeling and then, you know, started powerlifting and it's always been fitness for me. That was kind of, that was the thing that helped me kind of deal with stuff and figure stuff out and get there. And, and, you know, like most people, you grasp onto that and, you know, that kind of becomes how you identify yourself. And it's like, it was like you said, totally. like, that can't be the only thing you have. The only thing you are, it just has to become something you do. It, it, Honest. I, I told, I'm with you on that. I didn't mean to cut you off there, but um, you know, if you've got, if you've got your, if your purpose is wrapped up in yourself, then eventually you let yourself down. Right. Right. And so when you said that lady with her kids, that's huge. You know, uh, the book of Proverbs even says a wise man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. You want to talk about legacy and living a lips, living a life that will leave a legacy that people can be proud of, that your grandkids are going, man, like my granddad was, was amazing or my grandmother was amazing. That's the type of life you want to live your, live yourself. You want to live for something outside of yourself, right? Right. You want to. You want other people to be impacted by who you are, because otherwise, if you're just living your life to look awesome in the gym, let's be honest, you're not, first of all, you're not that cool. Right. You're not that cool. You want people to be impacted by you, and you need right. that transcendent purpose, and that's ultimately what can help guide your decision making, because the, the, at the end of the day, the small things that you do throughout the day can eventually, you'll have such a more greater purpose to achieving those, to eating correctly, to, to, to reading and studying correctly, to doing your job and loving your family more if you've got something tied to it. How can people find their transcendent purpose? I know that's, I, that's a, if you can answer that, you'll be a billionaire, but what would, yeah. your, what would your tips be <laughs> for, for our listeners? Yeah. Well, so I, my, my tip is without getting too hyper-spiritual on you, because I am a pastor, I'll, I'll force, I'll just throw that out you, there. You got the um, mic, man. <laughs> I would say you need to start looking outside of yourself. So the first, the first thing that every book in Barnes and Noble will tell you, will tell you, okay, you just got to go deeper inside of you. You've got to go figure out what it is that you, you know, you want to do. I'll tell you, you need to go outside of yourself. 
I'll tell you that you don't have the answers that you need and that you need to seek outside. So that even just that will save you 80% of time You go, oh, listen, I might not have, I might not have the answer. And so for some people, that's a spiritual journey where they're out, they're out seeking for other people. That's they're, they're spending more time with their family to really get purposeful. For me, it's diving into something greater than me, which is like the Bible. You've got to find something like that. That's going to be impactful for you. Because if you're looking inside of yourself, you you're going to be the person that only ever uh, uses the resources they have within them. And that's never a good thing because if you're not growing as a human being constantly, you're not going to have the resources necessary to find your purpose. Right. And so if you're this person who's like, okay, well, what I just need to do is go back to the drawing board and really think, you know, it's like, well, you might not have the answer. You, in fact, I know you don't have it. So you've got to search outside yourself first and foremost. That's the first practical step. Eddie, this has been awesome. You are killing it. Um, <laughs> where can our listeners get more of you? Yeah, sure. Well, obviously the, the place is xnihilohealth.com. That's the site. Uh, that's the blog. It's kind of the hub. Um, okay. It's got everything we do, our blog videos and, and our podcast. That's another one. You know, we've got the X and Hilo Health podcast. We just started up three weeks ago. So we'll have some awesome guests on there. Um, and then social media, man. I mean, I'm, I'm buzzing on Twitter, I'm buzzing on Instagram and Facebook. So you can find me there at Real E. Williams. Um, come hit me up, man. I'll, 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 I'll chat with you right back. I'm not afraid of that. So, okay. So we'll put all of those links in the show notes at optimalperformance.com. That way our listeners can, uh, go over there, watch the video version, click on any of those links and find you right away and, and get connected with you. So Bef before we let you go, we want to hear your top three tips to live optimal. And I mean, I, I think you've given us way more than three already, but <laughs> if you, if you could only tell somebody three things, what would be the three yeah. things that you would tell them to get them on the path to optimal yeah. life? Yeah. yeah. Um, I would, you know, first of all, the one we just talked about is huge and that's probably the biggest one. So finding your transcendent purpose and please understand this. I think this is probably worth the, worth the price of admission since it's $0 that you could be successful in your life and still not miss and still miss your purpose. So you could be successful and not fulfill your purpose. So understand that you could be rich, you could be ripped, you could be healthy and miss your purpose. And so success is not synonym for purpose. Yeah, understand that. Find your purpose. That's huge. Um, second, I think. Um, I mean, there's a lot I could say on this, but certainly gratitude. Um, the people that are successful, man, they've got to be grateful. You've got to be grateful for what you how astronomically ridiculous it is that you're alive, that you, you know, you made it into the egg or whatever that is. Right? So right. that's crazy. And so for me, you know, growing up poor, growing up uh, without you know, dad leaving early age, my mother passing away of cancer, um, to, to be where I'm at, to have two beautiful children and a beautiful wife and to have a home and those sort of things and to live the life I live. I'm just extremely grateful. You cannot, like people that do things that change the world, if you want to change the world, you got to be grateful. People with chips on their shoulder, like, yeah, could they can be, can they be impactful? Sure. Could they be successful? Yeah. Could they change the world? I don't know, man. I really don't know. I think you have to be grateful. Um, and then lastly, I think you got to measure your expectations. And these are all, I know, kind of abstract. And I don't know if that's what you're looking for. Uh, this, is, I, this is great. Nobody said any of these before. Or, or, okay. So maybe gratitude. But, but yeah, like we want, I, something, I, we, want, we want something different. I mean, we don't want sure. the same stuff. So, yeah. I, I could say sleep or something like no, that. No, don't, don't, don't. Those are all huge. But for me, I think frustration sets in when expectations don't match your experience. And so if your expectations on other people are so through the roof, 
that, you know, and you think so much of yourself that people need to kind of bend over backwards for you as you walk into a room or if you're in the gym, uh, even as small as things, if you're in the squat rack, you think people need to get out of there, right? It, it's small as that. So yeah. if, you, if you measure your expectations, if you're humble, if you understand who you really are and that really this transcendent purpose is bigger than you, then you're going to live accordingly and you won't find yourself frustrated or pessimistic. Um, you won't feel obligated to serve because you're serving out of gratitude. You're serving out of joy because you're a humble person. And so can you find, can you measure your expectations? Can you be humble? Do you have a purpose in your life? Um, those are the things that can actually really begin to change your life for the whole. This is awesome. Eddie, thank you so much for hanging out with us. This has been a great podcast. Listeners, head on over to optimalperformance.com so you can get the video version and all of the links and show notes. Make sure you head on over to iTunes as well. Give us a five-star review. Uh, I always say five-star review because, you know, if you're going to go two stars, why bother, right? Um, don't don't <laughs> sure. go over there and leave us a bad one. Uh, this has been awesome, Eddie. Thank you so much, and we will catch you guys next Thursday. Shout out to the guys over at Natural Stacks. Start optimizing your mental and physical performance.